Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for another episode of Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me is Mr. Matt Donnelly. And on the knobs and dials, Jacob the Audio Guy. That's a good-looking audio guy. Yeah. <laughs> he said to a hand mirror. <laughs> it said you can't act. I, I can't act. Oh. <laughs> um, welcome back, listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us wherever you are in your travels. Hello, Scoops. Um... So I brought my son to his son's birthday party, not another kid's birthday party, not another son's birthday party. I was say, what? I, you I brought your have... son to a son's birthday party. Yeah, to this other someone's kid. son's birthday party. Someone's son. Yes. It was. That's true. It was someone's son's birthday party, and uh, it was at this park that has like this mini kind of um, mini village for children. So it has like mini streets, and so we were encouraged mini to... cars. Yeah, we're supposed to be encouraged to bring our little toy. Bring you your know, own driving thing. Yeah, or a little power push, wheels, push cart thing. No, no, no. Like they um, don't let power wheels. Uh, oh, I guess like power wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was trying to... I thought Kid can drive their own car. Y- y- well, you push the car. No, no, no. Power wheels. Kid puts the... Does it. Pow, okay. pow, power wheels. No. Man. Did I show you that video of the, the power wheels accidents? <laughs> no. It's amazing. Kid's babies driving over each other. It's babies ro- driving over each other with power wheels. <laughs> I've seen that. It's so oh, good. Oh, man. No, I'm I'm scared. I have two boys of very similar in age. I feel like that's gonna happen. It's coming. Yeah, oh, yeah it's we happening. actually have uh, because of, of, of as always the incre- the uh, generosity of the Gillettes. We have a toy car that is something you could a Jeep you could drive. It's like a, a car that it's you power could drive. wheels. And uh, yeah, we we don't have the battery in it yet because Keeler is too young that he would just drive into something and smash it. Uh huh. And then that would be that. Um, you can't really like the idea of driving and turning is not in his not skill yet. set yet. Not yet. So um. Oh, and by the way, thank you to people who voted my kids to be Gerber babies. Got some votes. Yeah, I was surprised. Oh, people figured awesome. out how to do it. People figured out how to do it, Good. yeah. I, don't, I still am not quite sure how to do it myself. <laughs> uh, but on Gerber.com, if you type in Hillier or Keeler, my kids are eligible to win 50 grand on, on the Gerber contest. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law is all over this campaign, all over it. Um, I went there and he's like, you have to fill your email address and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know if I want Gerber emails. Um, sure you do. You got four or five more years of strained carrots, right? I mean, for 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 me, yeah, right. Uh, my then, kids, my kids have a sophisticated taste, but me, I love me yeah, some carrots, right? And I hate chewing, so, so I love are, Gerber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can store that stuff. It's kind of like the uh, doomsday prepper sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, like I don't, I'm not, I'm big on the Mormon religion, but the Mormon food prep. Yeah, and baby, I like baby to keep food, a year's supply of Gerber food in my baby basement. food keeps an exceptionally long time. I think. I actually, I think about it all the time. Where <laughs> I do actually think this all the time. I was going to scale back, but I was like, no, I do think this every time I go to a supermarket, uh, and I get a little pouch for my kid. That if I, if there were the riots and the world was ending, I think I would run to the baby food aisle because you just get those pouches that have all the stuff you need. You just squeeze it right in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, be, uh, be satisfied. Pedialyte's going to keep you going a lot longer than uh, most water. Yeah, yeah. It's going to have a little more get up and go for you. Gatorade. It's got electrolytes. Um, plants crave you. Yeah, it's got what plants need. <laughs> so uh, we we went to this kid park, and my I brought everyone else brought like kind of either a, a, a scooter or some kind of push thing. I brought my son my the the coop. The coop that my the classic coop. Yeah, that my dad bought him 
with for Christmas. Classic this, kids toy. Yes. Yeah. 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 You've seen the adult size version now? No. Though it's like a Flintstone mobile. No, it's a straight up car. Yeah. That is styled like that. Oh, it looks like a kid's I coupe? saw that. Yeah. yeah. But it's a functioning car. It's a functioning car, but it's open, open air. Oh my god! If my kid sees that, he'll go nuts. Yeah. Jacob will find it. He it's had a fit one else. time. He had a fit one time after he had that car. There was like a kid's bed that looked like a race car. And he was trying to open the door, and it was not. It was just decoratively like, carved. Oh, and he bullshit. was bawling, crying. Because the door wouldn't open. open the door of the car, of the, the bed. bed car. And it's one of those helpless moments as a parent where you're like, I don't, I don't know. I he's like, right. Yeah, I know. He's, bed makers. Yeah. Heads up. There it is. Oh, Look nice. at that bad boy. So go ahead and Google this. It's yeah. just a uh, kid's, kid's coupe, uh, full-size car. It's a car that can go 70 miles an hour That is that just looks that's exactly open air. like. Yeah. Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> I would totally get that. Right? Isn't that badass? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they did this. I I've they, seen like, another version of this that's like an even bigger two-person uh, vehicle. Did you know who would love that? Is Pendulette. Yes, ah. he would. Because he loves to ride around and stuff. He was driving the, in the, silly the cars. Ha-ha. I gotta show him that. That is really funny. I absolutely That'd would be perfect for his would commute. spend money on that. <laughs> if, I, if I had fu money, I, that would be my first silly purchase. Pretty good pretty good uh let's um, see that that costs um oh, that, that's in england and it costs thirty five thousand pounds okay so that's like a that's that like a million reasonable. dollars yeah yeah <laughs> 3.8 million dollars Three million dollars in our money it's eight thousand pounds of chocolate is what it costs yeah you got that governor it seemed like the steering was on the american side of that car no i think it's just a, it was a in single, the center yeah sing, a single uh, uh, seat in the middle. Okay, that, okay. that one was really styled to like really just be the, just be that thing that yeah. same goofy car right so i brought this the little kid's coupe little push car that you know classic red car push car uh, kid in it and, it has the um, google eyes on the front google now? eyes in the front yeah and uh a uh, little turnkey thing and then uh, it, it was clearly the coolest car. I, I didn't mean to bring the coolest car to the party. But you did. I did. All the other kids wanted to ride in, in the cool kids party. And then my son, you know, was having a good time in it, but also having fun at the playground doing other stuff. But he has this, you know, he's, he's a two-year-old. And so two-year-olds don't, sharing is still a concept you have to really keep trying to I was going to say, like he'd, he'd, see one of the, he'd be on the monkey bars and see one of the other kids in his car. Correct. Oh. And so. My car. So Benny. You steal my car. His buddy Benny, who is. These guys, they're, they're nine days apart. My friend, my friend uh, uh, Danny and Jason's kid, they're yeah, nine yeah. days apart. These guys hang out all the time. We do play dates with them all the time. I didn't realize they were so close in age. I guess they are, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they did they, their last birthday party is a joint birthday party. They get along all the time. Oh. Benny gets in Keeler's coupe. Benny, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a GTA scenario. From like... <laughs> exactly right, dude. You just scudoed my story. So... Keeler runs 20 yards. He's, he's on this, this truck that he loves driving, right? Yeah. He runs 20 yards easily easily across the playground, full speed, tears open the coupe door, both shoulders, both hands on both shoulders, straight up rips Benny out of the coupe and throws him to the ground. He, yeah. An eight-year-old <laughs> hanging on top of this wall goes, whoa, that's some Grand Theft Auto shit right there. <laughs> I mean, the playground erupted in both horror and laughter yeah, at the same time. Sure. And we just went, like, what? Like, See, just, if you had your camera on... Oh, my God. I'd be, we'd be YouTube you wrote, millionaires yep. right now. Instead, I was trying to run towards him and stop what I thought no, was no, 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 inevitable. Keep, keep the camera on this behavior. Let it oh, go. Let God. it happen. I know. I got to either be a good parent or make money. You have two choices in life. <laughs> 
okay. The truth is, I failed at both. Hey, so here's the thing. <laughs> so they just had we just had Halloween. Yeah. Kimmel did his "I ate all your candy, baby." Oh thing. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you What do you feel on that one? You know, I have a hard time with that one specifically. It's I a love, tough one. I love most of Kimmel's bits. I do too. And there's moments when it's funny, but at the same time, that's a hard move. It is because I don't know. Because here's what I know with kids is that like the emotional gear shift of a prank doesn't happen as quickly as in adults. Mm-hmm. You right. know, um, it takes it takes a little bit of you. You even know from being right. We hate being pranked, and even though we yeah. probably both have, have quote unquote handled it well or laughed it off in the moment, but inside it takes a little longer than you let on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's a socialized sophistication, you know, that kids don't have. Mm-hmm. And so I get so uncomfortable when I watch this bit on Kimmel where he has parents tell their kids they ate all their Halloween candy the night they slept and the kids get really upset. Yeah. And they say, just kidding, and here's the, here's the candy back. It's a little harsh. Uh, well, they never they didn't show here, just kidding, and here's the candy back. Oh, they just do the... They just do the, you don't get any yeah. candy, and they go banana. And then the it's ones... because Kimmel is great. I mean, he's, he's great. He's done like, amazing stuff. Some of the kids have cute reactions. Some of them are like, that's okay, whatever. Yeah. And some of it's sweet, but... But then some of these kids go ballistic, and I'm like, well, that is clearly a reflection on your parenting. Yeah. If your kid goes absolute bananas and hits you. Right. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't... I don't like... But I at the same like, time, you shouldn't lie to your kid. No, and I don't like pranks where kids are the victims. You know, even the yes. positive ones go go weird. You know, like the one, you've seen the ones on the internet. There's plenty on the internet where all of a sudden they tell the kid they're going to Disneyland, like right now. So they open a present and there's like a Disney thing and they open another present a Disney thing and they're like, guess what we're going? We're going to Disneyland right now. Yeah, you know? and they're like, oh. And they really have a hard time. I can't really process this. Yeah, they're this. very overwhelmed and sometimes they still cry anyway. Yeah. Like it's a prank. No. And they get like, what? And they just go and they just melt down. Yeah. Um, it's too much to take in. But I would rather the Kimmel thing happen than what, uh, let's see here. This is uh, Joe James on Twitter at Joe James uh, Ski, Ski Reel uh, wrote in what his kid got. On Halloween, did you see this? No. He got a card with a pumpkin, a picture of a pumpkin kind of taped to it. <laughs> the, the pumpkin is a, it says Jesus. It's not a face of Jesus. It just says Jesus across a Jesus carved pumpkin. heart. It's a Jesus pumpkin. And then... A Jacko Jesus? And then it's another taped on Bible quote underneath it. You can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out on the darkness into his wonderful light. Peter 2, 9. Mm. Some kid got that instead of candy. You got Psalms. Even if you're, I mean, I know some really devout Christians who do not replace candy <laughs> with Bible verses and That's taped on pictures of pumpkins. Pretty rough. Yeah. And if you're going to do a Jesus jackal in or do his face, not the word Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's cheaping out. It's gross. It's cheaping out. I, I got to uh, say, even at this point in my life, if I were expecting dinner, and someone gave me a card with Jesus on it. Yeah. I would be upset. Yes. I got to tell you, when I went out on Halloween, I have some horror stories. I was an angry child. My dad no, my dad has dealt with this in different ways. He does not know <laughs> maybe some of the horrors I performed on Halloween. Specifically, Mischief Night, the night before Halloween. See, and in Jersey, mm. that's a whole thing. Yeah. It's Devil's Night in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. We call, we call it Mischief Night. You call night. it Mischief Night? Yeah, we call it Mischief Night, the night before Halloween. But some people call it Devil's Night. Some people call it other stuff, Hell Night. Hell night. Yeah. Um, some people uh, uh, call it Halloween Eve. That's not Halloween true. Halloween Eve. Yeah. Um, TP night. Yeah. Some people call it October 30th. 
I mean, I, I, before I found comedy, I was an angry, angry child. Sure. As we've discussed on the show. If I got this Bible verse. That's what I was about to ask you. That house, Halloween, is, that house is getting done. Oh, oh man. <laughs> the torn odds, to the ground. The odds of that house still having a mailbox, slim. <laughs> Very slim. If there are bike tires to deflate, those tires would be deflated. Well, th- though you can't take out their mailbox, how will Jesus find them on Easter? <laughs> It's like walling up the chimney around Christmas time. If they had aluminum siding, I'd be pissed because otherwise I'd egg their house. <laughs> and it'd just melt right off. It would be bad. It would be bad. Those jack-o'-lanterns would be gone. It would be bad. One of my mom's favorite stories when I was a kid, and I, I don't remember this, but uh, it, it, either mom or dad tells this story all the time. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, we would go to the different families' Christmases uh, every, every Christmas. And, you know, we'd go to my dad's family's Christmas. And then uh, later on that evening, we'd go to my mom's family's Christmas and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, the kids would get gifts at each family's Christmas. And so when I was a little kid, uh, at my dad's family's Christmas first, I got like two or three books that were all like kids' Bible type books. You know, it's like, oh, here's, you know, Bible stories for kids and all this. And then I uh, got to my mom's family's Christmas uh, later on that evening, and someone gave me another uh, another one of these types of books. And apparently, my reaction as a four four year old, whatever, however old I was, uh, was oh, another God book. <laughs> another one. Another. Damn it. You know, Dad Jacob's school was the school where they uh, they went to the Supreme Court for uh, uh, for kids refusing to say under God at the end of the Pledge of Allegiance. No, 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 not not that one. The uh, the the prayer in school over the intercom. Oh, prayer in school over the intercom. That's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. Um, someone else, uh, Emily uh, Laurel, a listener at Emily Laurel, she wrote in saying uh, the loot that she got uh, for her kids. One person painted a, a hazelnut K cup for coffee. <laughs> And awesome. a, a Keurig, a Keurig, thing? yeah, a Keurig K cup. Just pop that open, and suck it down. <laughs> just snort you know this. Just raw dog that. Yeah, just just pack it in your lip like yeah. a dip. Just feel that. Just a pinch between cheek and gum. You're oh. good to go. Rough. Uh, and a coupon to Burger King for two free cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so you got like a you got like a treasure map. <laughs> that is useful. Thanks for coming to my house. Here, go somewhere else. Man. I handed out straight up Reese's Cups. I didn't play around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Reese's Cups. Yeah. Boom. And you know what? The, I've done the whole, like, leave a bucket out and just take one. Yeah. And everyone says, oh, your house is dead. It's not true. People generally, kids just, just, take, one two, just yeah. take one or two. just take one or two. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. People they, aren't they, crazy. No. No, no. Not always. They do it. There's a, there's a video circulating around now. Uh, somebody set up a camera and pointed it at their bowl that they set up outside. Yeah. And it's just a video montage of all of the parents coming up and taking handfuls of candy out of the bowl and, put, and like pocketing it. Pocketing it. <laughs> just shaming these parents that came up and took all the kids' candy. That would be me. I would definitely do that. That would be happening with me. If I take, when I take, I can't wait. Next year is probably the first year I can take my kid out trunk oh, or treat. Yeah. I'm really excited about will it. Will you trick or treat or will you trunk or treat? What's trunk or treat? Trunk or treat is the safe trick or treating event that they set up where everybody brings their car, they park their oh, they park that. their cars and they pop the trunk and the trunk's full of candy and uh, like they have the backs trunks full of candy. Yep, trunks full of candy. Um, so everybody gets to you know hang out in a safe environment and yeah, no good trick or treat. I'm gonna trick or treat or you know I'll do all of it. I'll probably do all of those things. Is what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'm not one to say no to a social event. So if everyone's trunk or treating, I'll probably do that too. Mm-hmm. And I know they do the things at the town square where you go around all the storefronts and do it that right. way. Same I, kind I, of I vibe. I like that. I like that. Same kind of vibe. There you go. Um, uh, speaking of horror, there's something yes. that Jacob brought up a while ago at his party that we have not brought up on air. What? Paul. Yes. What? You think you're afraid of pink eye. I am. There is something in this world I believe is more frightening. There's a lot, but hate. what is this? Have you ever heard of Snake Island? Oh, yeah! Snake Island. Have you ever heard of Snake Island? I don't think so. Okay. I didn't hear about this either. Jacob brought it up at this party that he had. Where is this? It's near Madagascar? Uh, that's what I thought at the time, I think. I, I, I think that's wrong, though. It, it's um, It's off the coast of Brazil. Oh, it's off the coast of Brazil. There was an island. Uh, where the snake population is so dense that it is uh, uh, it is forbidden to travel to because there's a snake for every three meters on the island. <coughs> and there's a deadly snake on it, a golden cobra. Uh, I'm looking for it now. A golden lancehead. Golden lancehead, which in normal environments is already one of the most poisonous snakes in the world. But because they have been on this island just hunting each other, it's considered uh, like five times as lethal as the regular. They've become more lethal. Well, their, so their venom power has increased to fight each other. The, yes. The island wasn't always an island. It was, it was just a spit of land. And then as sea levels have risen, it has become an island. And so all of these snakes got trapped on it. They didn't have any natural predators on this little spit of land. So they've multiplied like crazy. But the other thing was they didn't have um, their regular prey on the land either. So... The only thing that they can eat on this island now are birds. And so what this snake has learned to do and what it's evolved to do now is it climbs trees. A, yes. It drops out of trees and jumps onto birds in flight. Well, what the snake also used to do was it would bite its prey and then sit there and wait, or kind of follow the prey around while it was dying. Yeah. Well, if a bird takes off after the snake bites it, then it loses its meal. And so its venom has become five times more uh, venomous. So it paralyzes the bird. It can't fly away. Instantly kills the bird. The venom is strong enough to melt human skin. Whoa. It's like it doesn't have to bite you to even disfigure you. Nasty. And yeah, the uh, the country of Brazil has uh, outlawed the visitation to this island. So a couple more millennia. And these snakes will have wings, and we'll have real-life Quetzalcoatls <laughs> jumping around, right, biting birds out of the sky. Yes, amazing. I mean, the 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 all of the uh, all of the I don't know cosmic coincidences that it that it takes to create Snake Island is unreal. That it is a pro, that is a a, a, a a populous migrating pattern for birds mm-hmm. is the most is That's the, where is they the, hang is, out. Oh, I mean, what. What, what a cruel, cruel word for the birds. This week has just been bad news for birds on our podcast. Um, <laughs> First the ducks, now these seagulls or whatever. But the idea, like, okay, so a snake is horrifying enough, right? Yep. Sure. The idea of it coming up from above you. Yeah, jumping down on jumping you. Jumping down on you. I mean, that's that's haunted house style. Yeah. You're dangling snakes from haunted house. It's like, oh. You just look up, see a whole snake, and then you're dead. Oh. oh, the estimate is it's a 110 acre island. The estimate is 4,000 snakes on this 4, island. 4,000 snakes. 
Now, there's urban legends of people who have gone there and died, but there's no actual, like, Correct. For, for a fact, people have gone there and died. Yeah. Uh, and I already looked up an IMDb. There is an IMDb uh, movie uh, called Snake Island. I don't know if it's based on that island or not. There is, I, I just saw th- there's a uh, Snake Island full-length documentary is about, is about it. It's Isla de... Isla de I Snakes. Know, I don't know why I started trying to pronounce this island. <laughs> it's uh, Q-U-E-I-M-A-D-A. Isla Grande. de... Isla de Quemada Grande. Have I... Talked about my terrible encounter with a snake and how bad I was at handling it. Yes. Did I do it on air, Jacob? I don't remember if you did it on. We might have just talked about it that night when we were talking about the uh, the Snake yeah. Island. Yeah, I think is that that is is that uh, I was visiting my brother's house down in Maryland. My brother Brian, big alpha male, he was at work. Right. There's snakes in Maryland. Right. Which I didn't know. I didn't know. So we were hanging on the front yard with with uh, my my nephews and mm-hmm. then my uh, my pregnant wife. And uh, and my sister in law, and then we look across the yard, you know, across the the street to the our neighbor's yard, and we see a black snake slithering towards us. E, right. And we don't know if it's poisonous or not, but apparently in Maryland there was no danger of thinking if there was a poisonous snake on loose. And I guess that might, you know, it was, we, we snake's were totally fine. None of us know. None of us know how to how to identify or handle snakes. Right, but a black snake. The thing is, you know, nature has a way of marking their most dangerous critters so that they're easily visible. Like a garden snake, little yeah. green thing, is yeah. going to hide easy because it's not going to cause you any harm. Okay, but like with a black widow, it's got that big, bright "do not disturb" belly going on. Yeah, and uh, same thing with like like a black snake. That's usually got something going on. I don't or, know. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, so no, but so you don't even know what kind of snake it was. No, so and you're sure it wasn't Kobe Bryant. <laughs> positive it wasn't okay. Black Mamba. All right, <laughs> uh, and this is in Maryland, not Colorado, so we were safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> allegedly, only yeah, only allegedly. at high altitudes. Yeah, is that snake dangerous? Yeah. yeah, the Black Mamba is only that... dangerous at high altitudes. <laughs> you're a mile high. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Oh, boy. Uh, so the snake just comes crawling across the yard and then into the street. So the snake is now coming and it's coming directly towards the house. That's creepy as hell. Yes, because it's a is slow... Is it doing the whole... Whoa, 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 right. The yeah, side it's, it's, moving, it's moving like Yee. an S. And it's really... It's like that It's like that scene from uh, Austin Powers where like the, 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 uh, the Zamboni is driving The steamroller steam coming yeah, steam roller. Slow. Yeah. Like you're like, what do I do? <laughs> no, we, we stop. Have, we have plenty ah. of time to feel inept. We have plenty of time to know we don't know what to do. We have more than enough time to know that we have absolutely no resources to dealing a good with minute? Snake. Yes. Yeah, and we're just talking like it's it's all this like oh, getting like snakes coming this, towards us. Yeah, is this really happening? What do we do? Will it stop? <laughs> I don't know. Will it stop? We don't, we have no idea. And so we open the garage. Bad move. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you like come want, on in, snake? No, we want to get tools to fight off the tools. Snake. No, correct. It went right for the garage. Correct. Oh, you know <laughs> so I got hey, off this broom. You right? open the garage. Snake is coming towards you. Open the biggest door. <laughs> open the biggest door. There's a snake. <laughs> Don't you have a bigger door to open? <laughs> open the largest precipice. Open the doors. Open all the doors. Open them all. all open the windows. <laughs> Make sure it gets in. Give oh. it every opportunity. <laughs> Matt, Matt Eagle jumped straight to the problem here, didn't he? <laughs> 
No, no, this, 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 this is... This Open is, the garage okay. to get tools to fight the snake. Right, what Here's you your do? best tool, a closed garage door. <laughs> what oh. would you have done? What would I have done? Yeah. I'd run in the house. I'd be like, kids, get in the house. There's a snake. Yeah. Let's get in the house. Yeah, we Let's wait till the snake's gone. That's not our tactic. No, sure, no, because Jersey instincts. <laughs> Kill it! It was Maryland people, but uh, right. I, I am the it's Jersey in the area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, 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 so I grabbed... The strategy was trap it in the house. No. So, you're, you know, this is a... this is You're a guest at this garage. Yes, yeah, So yeah, yeah. you know automatically, there's going to be the weapons I need here. Suddenly, you're Ash from Evil Dead. You're yes. like, all right, I've got what I need here. I thought there's something And what did garage. you find? I, I grabbed the most lethal weapon there is, a push broom. Yes! I grabbed a push broom to fight a snake. Here's what I thought I could do. <laughs> He thought you could start your own one-man stomp show. I thought I this snake will hate the sight of this broom and turn. That's what I thought. I thought he'll hate this broom. He'll get scared about this broom. And he'll there's hate. one thing those nature documentaries have taught you. Yeah. Push broom. Snake's yeah. most dangerous enemy. They're natural. <laughs> they're natural predator. Dad, Dad, how many times do we go camping in the woods when we were growing up? Zero times. Okay. Zero good. times. I was going to say, because if, if you even said once, and, like, and how many times we bring a push My broom? dad has had fake knees <laughs> since 1968. <laughs> so we don't hike. We don't camp. I'm, I am with you 125%. Yeah. I, we have houses now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's about. Yeah. I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand yeah. the desire to go to the woods. Have, so, I, have I told you the story of the it. snake? Uh, Making its home in our barn when, when I was Wait growing up. I'm I'm mid broom here. Oh, we sorry, want to go sorry. To another story. Broom. Sorry, broom. <laughs> the snake is still coming. The, Where is the yes, snake, snake is now? Coming. The snake Matt is now, has a broom. The snake is now in the front yard of our house, coming directly <laughs> towards the garage. I am in its way with, with a broom. With broom. <laughs> Are there any? Is there anyone else around you? This is where I realized. No, my pregnant wife. And my nephews are no, they're just on the front stoop out of the general trajectory. They're 15 feet to the right of the trajectory of the snake. We are all screaming like like little girls. <laughs> yeah, we're screaming like cartoon wives on a chair around a mouse. <laughs> we are screaming like that. <laughs> so you're trying to gand off the snake. I'm trying to gand off the snake with my magic staff. <laughs> I I Basically trying to like stomp the broom to the ground in hopes that it would be like see this motion and want to avoid its path. It is undeterred. I believe it gives me a look to know that it says I see the broom, I see you, and I don't care. That's, that's it comes a, that's right towards you. Still coming directly towards flip you, me. Flip you the middle finger. We all believe we would take a bullet for our pregnant wives, right? I'm trying to take a snake for my pregnant wife, and I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. So finally, this is it. It's gonna get violent. I gotta, sh- I gotta hit this snake with this broom. Shit's going down. Shit's going down. <laughs> and I wind up and I go to give a good shove to this snake. He's gonna push him. I'm gonna shove the snake. Yeah, the bristle other direction. Bristle his ass. And I will bristle him back out into the street if I have to. <laughs> well, guess what snakes can do? He's gonna just zip around you and get into the garage. He went straight <laughs> up into the air. What? <laughs> the snake rose four feet into the air, jumped, and simply took, levitated. And simply, no, it, 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 its length. 
Okay. Half like, of it stood, is stood half up. is still down. Half yeah. is still on the ground. It, it went up. up a few feet. Yep. Maybe not four. A few feet, and simply took the broom. So what I mean to say is that the body took the impact of the broom and the head went nowhere. Oh. The head stayed locked in place. Ah. So I shoved the broom and the snake basically just went, what are you doing? Stop that. Like the snake was just like, no, no, thank you. Whoa. The snake decided, the snake decided it, was, it would illustrate it would take no backward progress from my broom attempt. It looked at me straight in the eyes and just took it. It was like a big man being like, you throw the first punch before I beat the shit out of you. That's what the snake did. Ugh. When it took the broom, we as, a, we as representatives of the human race knew we were defeated. <laughs> we were done. We Did were like, go, oh! we literally were like, okay. Did everybody lose their stuff? On, yeah, on we the, were like, we're, as soon we're, as we're, that brand, As over. soon as that snake goes up, it's like, a, it's becoming yeah. people! A snake, it's turning into people. A snake now lives in this house, and we are homeless. <laughs> this is now the snake residence. This is now you can now send your mail to the snake here in Maryland. We threw We're our moving. best broom at it. We're it, moving. it did not affect it. Yeah, it absorbed the broom. The snake then went into the garage around me, avoided me, and just curled into a nice little coil. It closed in the, shade. the garage door. Basically, almost closed the garage door. We basically then were just staring at a snake. Who was just alphing the whole house? Like he won, he didn't care. He wasn't even continuing to fight or avoid us. He just he wanted the cool of the garage. He was hot. Yeah, he was boiling in the sun. He wanted the cool of the garage. And uh, so then we finally found a second weapon, and that weapon was a hose. Water. Yeah, snakes hate water. Or this snake Some hated water. I shouldn't squirt. generalize. Right. The amount of I know about snakes before, or, or during, or since is still nothing I need so to know. So you start squirting the snake. And that's why he's, he doesn't like that. So we squirt him with a stream. He starts scooting around the side of the house, which is still annoying. There's a black snake just crawling around the side of the house. You got him out of the garage. We got him out of the garage with the hose. And then he went along the side of the house, and we just squirted him towards the backyard. Yeah. And then he left our backyard and then went to the, another neighbor's backyard. Great. Problem solved. In Success. our minds, the snake no longer exists. This, this is someone else's problem. This is basically Trump's plan for Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, pretty close. <laughs> That's about it. Anybody tried a hose yet? I don't think we've tried hoses. Um. Somebody else's backyard. It's fine. It's fine. The snake's gonna be fine. Me, I don't want him in my backyard. You take him in your backyard. We're up to Obama. Obama, who might be a snake, we don't know. Show, me, show, show me, me that snake certificate. Show me the snake. <laughs> I'm a snaker. snaker. What can I say? Yeah, I'm, he, has, he hasn't. He hasn't said he's not a snake. Yeah. Has he ever said he's not a snake? <laughs> I mean, excuse me, Mr. Speaker. I don't think those words have come out of his mouth yet. I'm not afraid to say I'm not a snake. Obama, challenge, ball your court. You can go to a press conference anytime you like and just say, I'm not a snake. I don't think he'll do it. Provide the documentation. That was perfect. That was perfect.
So Jacob, you had a snake in your shed. <laughs> oh yeah, we had well, we had a barn growing up. I grew up out in the woods, and uh, we had a bar, had a barn. That wasn't that had, you uh, didn't live in the barn. You had a barn at the place where you lived. Yeah, there was a barn uh, next to the house or, or close to, on the property. I gotta update what I think about people from Louisiana. Yeah, there was there was a barn, and uh, one day we went in, and there was a snake just uh, crawling up through the rafters, like it was o- overhead in the rafters Whoa! up there, just going around. Snake and above. So, uh, yep. <laughs> Snake That's your worst, right Snake there. above is more. Snake above. And so we left the barn thinking like, oh, we'll just come back tomorrow and uh, you know get the lawnmower or whatever we were getting out of the barn then. And I went back the next day and it was still there. And eventually a couple of more snakes moved in. And uh, that was the year that we had snakes in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> because what can you do? Hell, that went well. Yep. That's so... So I should have opened the garage door. I should have just opened a barn door. Yeah. They they lived there until winter when they, I guess they went off somewhere to hibernate and we were able to kind of clean it up and they, they didn't come back. <laughs> that was it. And I mean, that was... We have snakes. I mean, they, they were just... And we were like, we can't go in the barn. Don't think it... Like, the day that the, the day we the day we go in the barn is the day that a snake falls out of the rafters and just lands on us. Yeah. So is there stuff you needed in the barn? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you did anyone ever nope tempt their way to nope it just stayed in the barn oh <laughs> everything like everything that was in there because it, it was stuff like chainsaw and and you know uh uh the big lawnmower to to mow over all the uh, brush and everything and, and how... it was just all in there and so things just kind of grew out of control that year <laughs> <laughs> i think it is amazing that we still are at the top of the food chain so to speak there are so many things that we just can't even deal with Right, we couldn't even possibly. And I guess it's one of the, like we could have gotten an exterminator or something in there, or you know, some hillbilly from down the road with a rake, probably. He was like, uh, "Hello, where are they? The rafters? No, you're fucked. Yeah, no, 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 we're not going out. Sorry, you have snakes in your barn. <laughs> there are snakes overhead. Yeah, Done. no, we have an altitude rule, like Kobe Bryant. <laughs> snakes get dangerous when they're high. Allegedly, allegedly, I'll, I'll take care of your problem. I ain't guaranteeing there's going to be a barn afterwards. <laughs> Burn the barn down. But I'll take care of it. You won't have snakes. Or a barn. Or a barn. <laughs> but you won't have snakes. <laughs> but I mean, other than going in there and like trying to pull them down. <laughs> oh, no. That's kind of the only solution. No. Tarzaning it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it's Indiana Jones, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. And the worst part I, was... I should let you know, you are the second exterminator we have hired. <laughs> the first exterminator is still in that barn. We haven't seen him. He's just fighting snakes. Yeah. You come in there, he's all grizzled. He's wearing <laughs> he's wearing snake pelts. And we weren't sure what kind <laughs> of snakes they were. Yeah, the snakes are gone, but the exterminator who took the snakes are still there. <laughs> yeah. We need a person exterminator. Now you got to fight the snake guy. <laughs> Like, well, the bad thing, like the lady who swallowed a fly. Yeah. You know, yeah. just everything you send in there just keeps staying in the barn. <laughs> well, and the bad thing was we, we knew that they were one of two types of snake. We knew yeah. it was either a king snake, which is non-venomous. That's, oh, they're not. They're not. I thought they were dangerous. No, they're, they're non-venomous. I'm wrong. Or, I, think, I think a king snake is the name of it. I might, might have King cake? Wrong. It was a king cake. That was it. <laughs> yeah. It was a cake. Uh, it, was, it was either a cake Oh, we got or, cakes in the barn. Yeah. Everyone stay <laughs> out Cakes in the rafters. Stay out. <laughs> It was either a king snake, which is non-venomous, I think, unless I'm getting the name wrong, or it was a water moccasin, which is the most venomous the snake in North America. Ooh. So it was, it was either non-venomous or really, really venomous. What you just described is what a girl goes through every time she takes a date off Tinder. <laughs> yes. It's either a harmless... It's either fine or it's the most, it's the most dangerous thing in the world that might yeah. kill me. Yeah. Right. 
All right, Dad, before we get into scoop mail, you have six children. Which one is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm still working to make. <laughs> yep. The one is what? The one I'm still working to make. There you go. <laughs> So you haven't shut the door. Six isn't enough for 20 years apart. You still haven't shut that door? I wouldn't shut that door. Never shut the door. (laughs) Unless the snake's coming out the garage. Then shut the fucking door. Then shut the door. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a a song dedication. You want to do that first? Oh, yeah. Let's do the song dedication first. Uh, So we have one here from uh, Guillermo Sarko. Guillermo Sarko. Is it Guillermo or Gilgermo? It is not Gilgermo. It's Guillermo. Guillermo. Great. I was going to say, Guillermo is a new, new I was, one. Yes, please put your ethnic names into our white mouths. <laughs> Guillermo. I was I was pretty happy with my pronunciation. It's close. Yeah. Guillermo. Sure. I think that's what I said. Great. The whole time. At least in my mind, that's what I said. Yeah. Guillermo. I did not say Guillermo. Okay. You, I listened back, my friend. <laughs> oh. You absolutely said Guillermo. I did not mean to say In my mind, I said Guillermo. Uh, anyway, the song title is Manly, Ode to the Greatest Actor of All Time. Dedication, Radley Bradley Cooper. Oh, boy. <laughs> you ready for this, Paul? I guess. Here we go. I'm a half-baked performer, a stupid buffoon. My best performance, I was an animated raccoon. Give it up already, stop trying to make me a star. This joke of Bradley Cooper has gone too far. Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Cooper. not even fit to be a horse pooper scooper. Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper. His terrible acting will leave you in a stupor. Bradley Cooper, I'm so good looking. He's not super. Bradley Cooper, he's not super. Yeah, he's pretty. That's it. He's good looking. Pretty awful. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Yeah, take that, America's sweetheart, Bradley Cooper. Stay down. Although, I have to say, a bit of schadenfreude this week. His new film flopped hard. Oh, the chef one, right? Burnt. Burnt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody's like, uh, what's this? I can watch Hell's Kitchen with Bradley Cooper instead of Gordon Ramsay for $12 or free. I'm going to watch Hell's Kitchen. You know, it's tough. We just don't... We also don't do these little movies anymore. There aren't these little... Well, if they prob if they made it for a reasonable budget, it probably could be fine. Yeah, but I'm sure it cost them a skillion dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know why you make that movie. Yeah, Gordon Ram. You if you put actual Gordon Ramsay in it, or you do a Gordon Ramsay documentary. Yeah, it's tough. So many of these things that make like charming independent films really are now TV pilots. You know, yeah. like televisions. The the one hour television block. Of drama into uh, and all, all across, you know, cable and networks have really raised the bar so much. So you're right, and the storytelling has improved so much. So yes. especially on cable dramas, that the <clears throat> you now get, you know, you now get the 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 best independent film that would come out as as a one hour episode. Mm-hmm. And especially now that we binge watch stuff, 
on Netflix and everything, you can tell that story however you want. Yeah, you know, Orange you is do, New Black. You can, you can do you could do good. that movie that he did, Bradley Cooper. You could do that in six episodes on on Netflix. Well, you they know. did it. BBC did it years ago with Chef. Right. Years ago. Right. Like nineties. Yeah. I don't know. The, the thing, it's been done. That's the thing. I'm like, why now? No, it's because what was the uh, the one where uh, oh the guy directed Iron Man, Favreau. Favreau did the thing where he took over a food truck. Did you see that movie? I haven't seen it. I've heard that's good. I love oh, yeah, that yeah. movie. Um, that one's called Chef too, right? I think it's called Chef. Yeah, I think so. Um, but that movie was great, mm-hmm. great, and it didn't do well. You know, and Robert Downey Jr. Is like, it's worth it just that. to watch Amy Sedaris's cameo and Robert Downey Jr.'s cameo just to watch it, it for that. I gotta see it. Um, and then uh, I don't know if they do the bonus features. I got an actual DVD. Oh, nice! But if you get if you get it on bonus feet, the bonus feature has Amy Sedaris doing multiple takes of her monologue. She's funny, so funny. The um, but that movie is like it would make a great you know it would have been maybe a fine cable drama, mm-hmm. maybe a season or something like that. And and and, and it, it did fine. It and if it came out in the '90s, that movie would be huge. But we just get so much good storytelling at a real at, at those same type budgets with those same type of actors now. On television, we're slowly figuring out the BBC method too. Yeah, of, of just six episodes is enough. Yep, tell the story. Don't pad it out with garbage. Yeah, and, um, and it's getting better. Yeah, so it's just TV's those, getting better. So I thought Burn was going to flop just for that very reason. I just thought like this is this is something that people would watch on television. They wouldn't watch. That's this just it. Yeah, I'm movies, like, well, movies well, have become events. You, have you to can really do see events. that. You can see that on television. Eight days a week, there yeah. are cooking shows. Yeah, why would you go see a fake one? For Bradley Cooper's butt. Does that happen? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't check well, out the male nudity report on the... toast them buns. <laughs> but his buns got burnt. Um, oh, we should talk quickly about... Uh, uh, if you, By the way, uh, Fifty Shades is closing, but Alibi is still running. Look at that. Oh, well, yeah. Remember, you still have a discount code. If you enter Hey Scoops, uh, if you're ever in Las Vegas on a Saturday afternoon and want to see our adventure uh, that I wrote, uh, co-wrote and directed, it still happens downtown. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you vague good news happening with the show. And uh, there might be good news in the works for the show that I'm very excited about uh, for Alibi. There you go. So, vague good news, everybody. Yeah, so go check that out and uh, see it while you can downtown. Mm. All right. Also, uh, Ray Cronice. Oh, man. You Great guys Ray. just had him on again Sunday, right? Well, we checked in on Penn Sunday School. We checked up with him for all three weeks. He went he went on a water fast for 21 days. And we checked in on him on day 7, 14, and 21. And that and means I, that all he all he consumed for 21 days was water. Yes, and he was in a he was in a clinic or a hospital. He's monitored constantly and he was experimenting with stuff. He's basically kind of wanted to throttle four diets at once. He's doing some major smack talk with this water fast and how he's introducing stuff to his system and how he's coming out of his system. Um, and he's measuring, he is, he is experiencing weight loss, but he's also measuring nitrogen levels in his urine and all this other stuff. And so he's taking all kinds of he's measurements. so into it. He's an unbelievable, uh, crazy lunatic scientist. Self guinea pig. He is, yeah, he, he doesn't trust another people. He wants to be his own guinea pig. Yep. And um, uh, he just launched his Kickstarter for his book, Our Broken Plate. And Ray Cronus wanted to raise 10 grand. I will tell you that within four days, he already raised like 15 grand. Uh, already, and there's like 40 days to go or something yeah. on his Kickstarter. It just is just crushing it. Um, now, 
why uh, why I still think I'm going to point you towards it is that uh, this money goes to him finishing his book and getting his and the studies that he's putting in are peer reviewed and everything else. And so you know the level of science he's putting behind his book is higher than someone just writing their average diet book. Um, and so every penny will go towards a good cause. Ray's writing an incredible book that's not just a diet book; it's actually like our relationship to food across time like you will understand food and why we are so misinformed like never before it's up to 26 grand now it's up to 26 grand almost 27 grand out of his ten thousand dollar goal okay and how many days are left in the thing? 39 <laughs> so ray is doing fine it's good so why am i still pointing to the kickstarter when the kickstarter is doing fine is because you can get his book so with the kickstarter you can get you can get his book with the kickstarter so uh, 22 dollars, you get the book before it goes on sale right and then i think the next level is you get the uh the book you get a signed copy for 27 dollars. and the next package of that is you get his book and pen's book both autographed as well which book of pens uh pen is writing his book on his weight loss oh wow called presto how i lost 100 pounds and uh, that book is more of like a funny anecdotal thing and actually what's going to happen is it's going to be a great companion piece because what pen does is really documents ray's diet Completely. Mm-hmm. So Ray's book is going to be about nutrition and food across the board. And then Penn's book is going to be a very funny chronicling of Ray's diet. His experience. So you really do want to get both books. Yeah. Oh, and if you have books. if you have other people that you want to give the book to for $99, you get five books and yeah. one of them is signed. So Always you get four, doing his, four yeah. gift books. He's just pre-selling his book as he should. And so this yeah. thing's going to sell a ton of books as it should because the book is needed, needed in the world. Um, I, and I... I I, I, I'm not pulling back on that. There's um, one on here. Uh, Penn will record your outgoing voicemail. Yeah. Uh, there's one where Ray offers his weight loss service, which he stopped doing so he could write his book. Uh, there's a prize on there where you can actually have Ray coach you through this uh, diet that I did like I did. Uh, and so um, and having Ray at, at uh, having Ray a text message away and getting your, your weekly phone calls and, and, uh, and all of his emails and stuff, it's, it's, uh, it's an unbelievable program. So... Uh, obviously, I can't thank Ray enough as he took uh, a ton of weight off my body and took me off a of blood pressure medication. Um, everybody wanted to know how to get access to Ray. Well, guess what? The Kickstarter's up. You have access to Ray. Look at that. So um, there the you go. The secret is out. Uh, Are there only, as of today, as of when we're recording this, there are only three. Uh, did, did you talk about Ray coaching? Yeah, Ray's coaching. Okay. Yep. Sorry, I was reading this while you are talking. No problem. Uh, there are only three of those left. Okay, well, so, there you uh, go. There, a few of those have already gone. Another prize on there, and this is really stupid. Okay, so Ray is backed right now by Cyan Bannister, who is one of the big in venture capital and tech in San Francisco, like right at the heart of that whole scene. Unbelievable woman. Forbes listed her as uh, top three female angels in tech. And uh, one of the prizes is lunch with her at a private uh, uh, club in San Francisco where you can talk your tech idea through with her. That is a stupid good prize. You can, it's pit, unbelievable. You can pitch your tech company to her. Uh, unfortunately, that one is gone. Oh shoot! That well, one, that one has already been taken up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it has to be. Yeah, I mean, science. One of those things. Like, I talked to science for like two seconds. She flew me out. I worked with. Uh, I did media training for her, her and some of her friends, and I said like two ideas, and she just talking to her for minutes. She's so uh, casual. Well, I mean, that's because that's that was advice. it was fifteen hundred dollars, and maybe and maybe Ray will uh, maybe Ray and Cyan will be able to extend that since it uh, since yeah, it went since so, it went quick, so like, fast. Yeah, uh, but uh, it, it was fifteen hundred dollars, and that's. You get to pitch your company idea 
to someone that already does it, someone someone that is highly successful and does that for a living. And you know, also, fifteen hundred in the tech community for a regular consultant would be like fifteen hundred a day. You know, for it's a day's meeting. Uh, yeah, and for an yeah. entry level for an entry level consultant, do you know what I mean? For like yeah, a regular right. for for science time, if she were if she were to be hired by a company coming as a consultant for a day, she would charge way more. Sure. Absolutely. than that. And so That's it's a steal. Just, it's just dumb. So okay, a lot of dumb, stupid, awesome access there. There. Uh, on the book front, yes, I have my own special announcement. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's happening. Paul's the centerfold for Playgirl magazine. Pop goes the icon. Yes, has published is publishing. Yeah, the new full color version of Christmas. Paul's counterfeit. And believe it or not, it's going to be on sale on Amazon. Really? Yep. So you can already wow. pre-order on Amazon. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, so I'm going to retweet that info out, and uh, hopefully we can find a way to put it up on the website. Of course. Uh, yep. That would be great um, once I get the links all squared for that. Yes. But, it's uh, only Amazon in Brazil, though. No, no. It no. is it's the Amazon. Amazon. But it's uh, it's going on sale you, on my birthday. It, the cost is a Brazilian. You have to get a Brazilian done. A Brazilian <laughs> dollars. How much is a Brazilian? <laughs> uh, they... Uh, that, yeah, it goes on sale on my birthday, December first, officially. But you can pre-order it now. Mm-hmm. Get those hot orders in. No, and now. Amazon means you probably get it before Christmas. You will definitely get it before Christmas. Well, if yeah. you can pre-order it, then I, I think all of Amazon stuff that you pre-order it shows up the day that it releases. Right. So you can get it on my birthday. What fun! Great. So please uh, do so. And for those of you who you were have the kind same enough, birthday as my brother Quentin, December first. Yeah, it's December first. It's a good. It's a good birthday. It's uh, Richard Pryor. Your favorite kid or not your favorite kid, Dad? Button. Okay, Richard Pryor and Woody Allen also. Okay, kind of weird. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you would be so kind, those of you who have been so kind as to order Christmas puss in the past, and some of you have left reviews on the Pop Goes the Icon site, I would love it if you have the book and like it. Of course, if you like it, uh, please leave a review on Amazon. Uh, there's no reviews there yet. Uh, for the book, and of course, any pre-sale reviews would be very helpful. I'm going to try and talk to some and you of my want, other friends. Uh, helpful reviews, not a bunch of inside jokes from Ice Cream Social. <laughs> yes, thank you. I would like <laughs> just reviews about the book. Thank you. Uh, if you don't buy this book, I will personally fuck you in the face. Yeah, that might that <laughs> might slow sales a wee bit. Steve um, Winwood's favorite <laughs> Christmas book. It is book. definitely Steve Winwood's favorite Christmas book. I'm, okay. I'm 100% that stars an octopus. Right. Uh, so please, I'll retweet that. We'll keep putting the... Uh, this is not the last time I'll talk about it, no. but... Uh, you can pre-order on Amazon. You can buy my book on Amazon. Which yeah, we'll, is we'll get all those links out. Totally there. The, freaking cool. Up. We'll get the retweets out. We'll get it on all of our media. Yeah, Bette Midler and Sarah Silverman, also born December first. Oh man, mm. that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't realize Sarah Silverman. That makes me so happy. And Jared Fogle. Jared Fogle. Oh boy. Man, <laughs> Thanks just, a lot. Just when we, Thanks a lot. A lot of highs and lows on that list. Yeah. Yep, it's true. You know who's relieved that Jared Fogle is on that list? Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> This takes a little bit of pressure away from me. <laughs> I don't look quite so bad I mean, in this light. I don't want to point anyone else here, but uh, perhaps Jared Fogel also point on my point. I, I mean, I may, I may have had sex with my daughter, but I didn't. I didn't go hawking sandwiches all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have my scruples. All right, we are way late for scoop mail. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Message for you, sir. Now, for some reason, I'm engrossed on this page of people who have birthdays on December 1st. Paul just left to go to the bathroom. I think it's because bring up Jared Fogel, man. I'm so hot and bothered. That's right. <laughs> Deep, like, there are a lot of people out here that I, 
they, they're calling these people celebrities. Whatever. I don't know any of them. Anyway, uh, we have one here from the Enigma Knot. Hey, Scoop Lords. First, I just want to say how much I enjoyed the Landlock Scoop Fest. I must admit that I had been nervous before going. What if, after uh, how much I'd anticipated it, the whole thing was an Italian air show? I'd have gone all that way to have a bad time, and I wouldn't have been able to write and tell you about it. Uh, by the way, Matt, you did not oversell Tyranny's can-smacked burgers. Yeah, but you did there. kind of undersell the fries. They were amazing. Oh, you know what? It's because Tyranny's always changes their fries. Billy always swaps food distributors all the time because they always piss them off. So we always get we always get our burgers from a different source than our oh. rest of our frozen food. Our frozen food comes in from a big distributor. So the fries were better than the last time I was back there. Yeah, the fries were good. Yeah. On to the topic I'm writing about. I was recently turned down for a promotion at work, one I feel I was qualified for, on the basis of you're an introvert, so you're not suitable for the job. Now it's fair enough to call me an introvert. I totally am. Even at Scoop Fest, I had a tricky time getting into conversations, more or less just hovering off to the side of groups, wondering how to break in. Thankfully, Jacob spotted me once and pulled me into the conversation. Thanks, Jacob. Good job, Jacob. You're welcome. I don't Scoop hero. <laughs> Scoop time hero. I don't think this job was something my introversion should have disqualified me for, though. So I'm looking for a new job, and I've decided to steer into the skid and find a job where introversion is a positive thing. I asked on Facebook for suggestions for good jobs for introverts, and I got some genuine suggestions like artist, janitor, or truck driver. But I also got some suggestions like security guard at a secret... <laughs> security guard where? Security guard at a secret research facility. <laughs> and minion for a supervillain. <laughs> Keep you isolated. Yeah. So I thought, uh, you know who would have some fun with this question? So here we are. What suggestions do you have for a guy... Uh, do you guys have uh, jobs for introverts? Both genuine, if you have any, and fun. I fuck you in the face, but I don't know how to bring up the topic. Enigma. <laughs> P.S. On the psychic question from episode 170, I think it becomes a crime when something tangible is being promised. Vague uh, pronouncements of the future are fine, oh, about the but when you're uh, promising a specific tangible benefit, like the love of a woman, then it becomes de uh, demonstrable fraud. Okay, cool. So, uh, job suggestions for the Enigma Knot? Uh, ringmaster. Good. I'm not sure to how to be that isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the ringmaster has to kind of just bear the brunt of carrying the show, and yeah. then hides out as soon as the show's done. And no, I was just being ironic. Can't go have a beer. It's a very with... public job is to be a ringmaster. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking maybe uh, the number one. Oh, uh... it's the loneliest number. Uh... <laughs> oh, what about uh, do they still hire people to ring bells at the top of churches? <laughs> Are you asking him to be a Quasimodo? <laughs> yeah, be a hunchback. Yeah, give me a hunchback. Can be a Quasimodo. Uh, oh, uh, uh, a silent uh, corner man for a really bizarre wrestler. Okay. A mime. A, right a mime. A garbage man. Yeah. Garbage truck driver. Yeah. Uh, if you're willing to take a pay cut, you could make iPhones. That's a that's a job. That's for an isolation to the level of suicide. Yeah, yeah. not good. Yeah, um, introvert. Um, librarian. Librarian. Do they still hire librarians? They do. I think so. They still have libraries. That still involves a lot of interaction. I'm trying to think of jobs where you don't interact you know, with people. My cousin yeah. is a truck driver, and she she posts on Facebook all the time, and it seems like there's actually a lot of interaction with people being Probably a truck right. driver. Maybe you got to deal with people like taking deliveries, send, yeah. sending them out, doing all that kind of stuff. How about a, a warehouse uh, dog? 
dog. Yeah, you, you could just, just bark at people at in a warehouse. Yeah, that, that would do it. Bark yeah, junkyard people. dog. Junkyard dog. Um, you could be a illegal human transport tester outer, right? So if you're going to start putting people in cargo holds, take them from other countries in our country or something like that, Ooh. you should test that out. And you could test out people's illegal uh, cargo equipment. I like it. You'd be a coyote tester. Just testing coyotes. Yep, this one works. It bit me. Not, <laughs> not those kind of coyotes. The coyotes. The smugglers. People smugglers. Oh, okay. That's what you were saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're testing people smugglers. Yeah. You'll pirate. Pirate. No one cares pirate. about your social skills at all when you're a pirate. Only pirates. That's true. Yeah. Uh, oh, computer programmer. What were we even saying? Yeah, computer, computer programmer. programmer. Something in data, engineering. Mm-hmm. Sound engineer, Jacob's, I mean, useless in public. Absolutely. All right, next scoop, man. Uh, we got one here from the Jugger Scoop. Hello, Scoop Overlords. This is not an Italian air show. It is, however, an ICS-caused incident that took place on an Italian airplane. So pretty close. (laughs) I will accept it. I'm going to accept that one. Sure. Uh, Last week, I was flying back to the UK from Turin. And as the flight took off, I had an ICS episode playing through my earphones, specifically the first threesome story, which ended with uh, first man-on-man BJ. I know you're expecting oh, me to say how... Oh, that one pe- was something else. Yeah. That was a terrible story. <laughs> I know how you're expecting me to say how people looked at me as I laughed or reacted, but no. Sitting there listening to the story, leaning back in my seat with my eyes shut, I felt a tap on my shoulder. The hostess was there, and as I took my earphones out, I could still hear your voices. <laughs> Turns out my phone has developed a fault, and the story had been playing through both my headphones and through the speakers. Ah! Oh, dear. I don't know how long this has been happening. Oh, dear. But from the faces around me, I assume long enough, and that sadly those close to me were nowhere near obelisked. (laughs) Fucking you in the face, Jugger Scoop. We didn't get any new listeners? I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe not off that story. Oh, man. Gotta give the heads up. That is funny. That's great. All right, next to bailed. I don't want to touch that one. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see who sent this one in. Uh, this is from Brother Scoopy Pants. Greetings, you glorious bastards. I wanted to write and tell you about a short-lived club I accidentally formed back in college. We had no name, no organization, just made up a ritual that started as a lark. It began when I found a copy of the Book of Mormon sitting on a heating register outside the elevator in my third floor dormitory. It amused me for whatever reason, so I grabbed it and stuck it on a shelf in my dorm room where it sat for a few weeks. Then one fateful evening, near midnight, as my buddy Patrick and I were playing PlayStation, there came a knock at the door. Looking through the peephole, I saw one of two of my fellow theater students standing in the hallway. Now Patrick and I were theater students, but not that into it. We wanted to make films and found the strange culture of the theater department to be uh, not our cup of tea. As such, we weren't best friends with the rest of the theater students, and it was odd that two of them showed up at my door. I should add that these particular students were the rather artsy-fartsy type that we particularly didn't want to hang out with. (laughs) When I opened the door, they said they were bored and wanted to hang out. Uh, Trying to get out of the situation, I quickly made up a story that it was almost midnight and we had something important to do. (laughs) Why didn't you just say you were going to bed? I know. That's important. Yeah. This is like a bad sitcom. Uh, Undeterred, the two theater students came into my room uh, because theater students will not be deterred. Yeah. Uh, after a few minutes of awkward conversation, the if clock... there's one thing, an actor, they, these are good actors. You want to know why they can handle awkwardness and rejection and keep going forward anyway. No. 
After a few minutes of awkward conversation, the clock struck midnight. He knew that because of Quasimodo ringing the bell. Ding dong, ding dong. I walked over to my bookshelf and picked up the Book of Mormon. Ding dong. Oh, boy. Patrick, playing along, said, oh, it's time. (laughs) I told my guests they must sit on the floor in a circle and remain silent. They obliged. I dimmed the lights. Sat, wait, you have a dorm room where you could dim the lights? Where did you go to school? Fancy McFancerton. Fancy, yeah. Fancy pants, you. University of Heaven. <laughs> I had a dorm room that barely had lights. Yeah. Uh, I dimmed the lights, sat down, and began reading randomly from the Book of Mormon. After only a few sentences from the book, I read with some vague sexual undertones, and Patrick yelled out, Blasphemy! Making this shit up as we went along, I passed the book uh, to one of the theater students next to me and told him to read. Uh, I began to refer to everyone as brother so-and-so. This continued for a while, yelling blasphemy at any word or phrase that could be sexual in any way, passing the book amongst the circle. Good bit. After 10 minutes or so, I put the book back on the shelf and turned the lights back up. The two guests left, and Patrick and I laughed about it. Then, uh, Then came the next night near midnight... And a knock at the door. <laughs> Four theater students were standing there yeah, in the hallway. This is more. how effective religion is. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you get bring people into the ritual, they're they're hooked. They're in. Each new member was referred to as brother new guy until the next member until the next new member joined. This continued over the course of the next couple of weeks. Each time more people showed up. We had something like a dozen people camped out on my dorm room floor. This might be the actual story of the Book of Mormon. Yeah, that's how it happened. uh, We had something like a dozen people camped out on my dorm room floor when my non-theater roommate showed up and took it to the next level. (laughs) The next level being candles and a long white robe. (laughs) Oh, God. The current reader of the book would wear the robe as he read from the book. (laughs) This all culminated a week later with the end of the year theater party. It was held off campus at a house, and everyone from students and teachers showed up. I was told to bring the book. At midnight, one of my brothers yelled out, It's time! And I held the book up over my head as I marched to the attic. It's time. Somehow, word of the secret club had spread, and by the time we got upstairs, there were close to 80 people standing around to witness or participate in the ritual. The weird enthusiasm of the people in attendance that night creeped me out. Paul, we just solved our problem for the bucket show attendance problem. We <laughs> it's just time! Make, we should just make it a religion. Like I'm not it. opposed. Anything getting me out of taxes. I was going to say, <laughs> some tax tax stuff going? There's no reason we can't church up the scoop. Yeah. Hey, hey Scoops could be a church. Hey Scoops the church. I like it. The church of Hey Scoops. I ended up giving the Book of Mormon to one of the graduating seniors as we parted ways, never to be seen again. I will never forget that time in college. I almost became an accidental cult leader. Thanks for all the funny brother Scooby Pants. Oh That's man, it. you left before you could take that weird term where you started having sex with all the girls and then it gets and then you make oh, them all wives. You left at the worst part. You, never you passed the collection basket either. Yeah, you never passed the collection basket? Oh. I mean you you had none of the benefits of cult uh, creating. You had all of the annoyances and none of the benefits. You know I rate Cronus drink of water for twenty one days. It's all the ladies. Yeah. No, that's not true. But he is our cult leader. He's fucking those nurses. <laughs> um, well, as long as very, you drink water, gently. you're fine. If he starts drinking Kool-Aid. That's hilarious. I wonder what school it is. I wonder if they still do it. There's like 100,000 people. It's like a mega church there now. Oh, that'd be funny. It's, uh, it's blasphemy! Actually, it's, it's actually Notre Dame. That's, that's, how, that's how Notre Dame started. All right, we got one more? Yeah, we got one from Chocolate Moose. Hello, gentlemen. I'd like to share my very own Italian air show. First of all, 
I am a paramedic and I am also the supervisor on my shift. In the medical field, a somewhat morbid sense of humor is commonplace, and uh, this may seem heartless, but I can assure you it is not. Uh, thanks for the assurance. All right. <laughs> it was a normal shift, and one of my crews had responded to a call of a medical alarm. But isn't that what all heartless people say? <laughs> no, 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 this isn't heartless. It's okay. fine. It's yeah. normal. Yeah. Uh, like those commercials you see with the elderly lady on the floor screaming, Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. As it turned out, the man at home, uh, the man at the home they arrived at, had accidentally pressed his alarm button, and it was a false alarm. That, that's got to happen all the time with those yeah, little wearable yeah, alarms. Yeah. You would think they would just call first. Just a guy, just an old man staring at his garage door, wondering why it's not opening. <laughs> I'm sorry, there was a snake about to get in here. <laughs> I uh, I pressed the wrong thing. <laughs> you know how to fight snakes? No. All right. You uh, don't. When the crew returned to when the crew returned to the station, they told me what happened. Soon after, I was summoned on the radio and told to call the dispatch center. The dispatcher told me that the alarm company had called and wanted to know if the man was okay and why he had pressed his button. I instantly came up with a practical joke to play on the EMT that had responded to the call, who was sitting beside me. Oh, you mean on? And I gave the address. I got up and walked outside as if something were wrong. Once I had hung up with the dispatcher and went back inside, the EMT immediately said in a worried voice, What's going on out there at that house? I looked at him with a horrified look and said, That guy is dead. <laughs> His worried voice immediately became a terrified one. What? We were just there and he was fine. I said, Well, I don't know. The police are there on a oh, DOA call. No. They wanted to know his condition uh, when you were there. He got up and rushed to find his partner. Long story short, they were both scared to death of losing their licenses because they had left a supposedly near-death man at home alone instead of taking him to the hospital. And here is where my plane took a dive and crashed into a ball of flame. Oh, boy. The crew I had pulled my prank on soon left the station. Oh, no! They said they were going to grab a bite to eat. Shortly afterward, one of them called my cell. Hey, I'm in big trouble and you've got to help me. What is it? I replied. I didn't document this call like I was supposed to, the EMT said. I then revealed that it was a joke and that they need not worry about their licenses. What? Are you joking me? Came through the phone in that same horrified voice I'd heard before. Well, no, I was just joking with you guys. Uh, the EMT screams into the phone. We came back out here to check on this man because you had us so worried. He isn't here, but his daughter is, and we told her that he is dead. Oh! She is inconsolable on the floor right now, wanting to know where they have taken her dead father. Oh, no! Oh, no! At first, I didn't believe a word of this. I said, okay, ha ha, you got me. No, I'm serious. I'm going to give you this woman, I'm going to give this woman your number, and you can explain how this is supposed to be funny to to, uh, to her yourself. Oh, no! And then click. Again, I didn't worry about it. I knew and that they were trying to get me back. Ring, ring. And I went on about whatever I was doing. Oh, my God. Until I remembered that I have an app on my phone that shows me the location of all of our ambulances via GPS. I pulled out the phone and opened the app. Their ambulance was at that, uh, was at that address. I almost fell into tears. I couldn't believe they would do something so stupid. I tried to call them back. No answer. I tried again. No answer. I tried 10 times back to back and to no avail. The EMT sent me a text saying, hang on, I'm trying to talk my way out of this. I had no choice at that point but to call my boss and explain what I had done. I called the assistant director, who is a little more approachable and down-to-earth than the director, and I told him this story. I explained everything, and all he would say was, Oh, God, what have you done? Oh, God. 
I only told a joke just like everyone else here does, I said. Oh God, I don't even, oh God. We were both in complete shock. This would absolutely happen to me. I was. If I were an EMT, I would absolutely do the same oh. joke, and this would backfire exactly yep. like this. I could. E- I would easily be stepping in the Any same situation. Into this yeah. If we, uh, yeah. I was more in fear for my job and career at that moment than I ever have been. Of I course. have only been a supervisor for less than six months, and have tried to make a good impression and do a good job, and then this well, happens. Kiss that shit goodbye. <laughs> Having had enough, I grabbed my radio and told that crew to call me immediately. They did, and sparing me another second of my world crumbling around me, they finally told me that they were joking and went back out to get the man's information and fill out the proper documentation. Thankfully, the boss wasn't mad, and between his wheezing and uncontrollable laughter, assured me that this story would be told next month at the regional EMS conference. And in appreciation of such a fine, practical joke, even though I was the victim, I shook both of their hands when they got back to the station. Keep up the good work. Been a scoop since episode one and never miss an episode to this day. Ever so gently and sensually, ha- sensually having intercourse with your facial orifices. Chocolate mousse. I don't believe you. I don't believe you are. <laughs> he's, he's pranking us. He's pranking us. Prank. <laughs> Thanks, Chocolate Moose. What a great story. Wow. And you have to. Getting pranked back like that is so good. That's oh, awesome. yeah. You got to just roll Although with it. Although it could have kept point. snowballing. He could have gotten fired. It just could have kept snowballing. It could have kept snowballing. I mean, what if, at that point, what if the boss is in a good sport? <laughs> I know. Well. Or what the, if the boss is already running up the food chain? What if you. Kudos to them for driving out to the location. Yeah. That was really sharp. The, the, if, they, uh, uh, if they had been really wacky on it they could have befriended the old guy paid him some money to lay on a on a stretcher <laughs> and then bring him back and be like look dude oh man he's actually dead yeah or or befriended a uh, a young woman and brought her back <laughs> oh, oh yes. yeah 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 yeah, yeah this yeah. is the daughter like, and we had, to, we had to bring her back and you know, yeah, we told her it was a joke what and, happened but, yeah. to my father giving her a hand mirror and say we need you to act <laughs> you can't act um Wow, that's a good one. That's so a good. good one. All right. Uh, we good? Yeah. All right. Let's get into little Jack versus Nerd. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is Explosion. <laughs> From our good friend Scoopo Steve. Greetings, triumphant of Groovy, with the awesome SJ secretly directing in the background. Mm-hmm. Paul. Yes. Now that everyone knows who won the 2015 World Series. Yes. Do you know who won the 2015 World Series? The Kansas City Royals. Good job. What is the only non-USA team to win the World Series? The Toronto Blue Jays. Nailed it. Bonus points. What years? I tell you, I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. One of them was a really good year. 1992. 92. The best year ever. And, of course, then that team would still be strong, but they wouldn't win the next year. And 97. Ah, oh, you overthought it. It was the next year. Okay. 92 and 93. Wow. Back-to-backs, huh? Yeah. Way to go, Blue Jays. I know they beat the Braves one of those years. I forget who they beat the other year. Mm. Uh, Matt. Yes. According to the irrefutable visual historical evidence of Star Trek cataloging of the Milky Way galaxy versus Star Wars continuing documentary of their galaxy, which 
is wider. Our galaxy or the one a long ways away. What? Repeat that question. Um, okay, so according to the irrefutable visual historical evidence of Star Trek cataloging of the Milky Way galaxy versus Star Wars continuing documentary of their galaxy, which galaxy is wider? So who is a more wider universe, Star Trek? No, no, Trek? sorry, whiter. White? W-H-I-T-E-R. What do you mean by whiter? Like how many? The color. Like, yeah, but I, I know the color. I know white is it's a, a color. color. It's a combination of all colors mixed together. You're, you're talking about, he's comparing the, the like con- whiter, the, the, like more white people. The compilation of colors of planets. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, no. I'm a, I've never answered this way before, but I'm going to pass. <laughs> I'm going to pass on this one. I, I'm not sure. What is the answer? Uh, the Star Wars galaxy is the whitest thing ever imagined in the universe. Right. Okay. What? What? What's white? What is white? I think. I think what he is referring to is in Star Trek. When they're going at their super speed, it's little streaks of light going past the windows. Okay. And in Star Wars, when they go at their super speed, it just turns into like a big white yeah, tube. Yeah, hyperspace is nothing but Who white Who wrote light. this in? Scoop of Steve. Scoop of Steve, I hate this question. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, bonus the- question, uh, which has more white people? <laughs> Star Trek. Correct. Actually, no. Star Wars is way whiter than Star Trek. Right? Well, they're both pretty white, but there's a lot of aliens in Star Wars and Star Trek. Isn't the whole controversy know. about the new Star Wars movies? They got like one black guy in it, right? The, but they're upset about it. They're upset that he is black. Yes. Why are they upset that he's black? Because people are dumb. But that's a tiny little portion of people. There's like I, I one hear there guy, are some people that don't care for black people. Right. There's one little guy tweeted some dumb thing, and anyway, that's a dumb thing. But did you hear the news today? Or yesterday, I guess. I heard the news today. Oh, boy. New Star Trek series. I heard. I saw that. Yeah. Coming on CBS. Yep. Only for one episode. And then it's all going to their streaming service. Oh. So they're using this to kind of... They're going to kick off their their streaming streaming service. service. (laughs) We want nerds to watch our streaming service. How do we do it? With Star Trek. (laughs) Force them to watch Star Trek only with us. Yeah, it's kind of a shitty move. I'm going to buy it on DVD, so whatever, if it's any good. That's so strange. Are you optimistic? I'm always optimistic, but yeah. uh, it's, Kurtzman and, or- it's uh- Kurtzman and Orsi, or- or- so, you know, it's, yeah. the, it's the Abrams crew, some of those lost guys. They're hit or miss with me. The first movie reboot was great. The second one I didn't really love. But that's that's on point with Star Trek. Yep. It's ghosts. They're still following the rules. Yep. They're going they're backwards rules now. Oh, right. It's supposed to be used, odd and even. It used right? to be even numbers were the good ones. Uh, now yeah. now with the Abrams versus the odd number ones are good. Yeah. It's weird. You know you know this one is a, a second reboot though. It's rebooting the next generation series with uh Picard. Did you hear about that? Here we go. I actually heard they were rebooting. No, Jacob's got something in his pocket here. What do we got? No, the the that they've announced who's playing Picard. Shut Did up. Did you not hear about this? No. I can't believe you didn't hear about this. I thought I saw this on your uh, on your feed. Jack versus Nerd Nerd bonus question. Who's playing Picard? Yeah, Bradley Cooper is playing Picard. Oh. It's not true. It's all new characters. I heard a couple of idiots on NPR talking about it today, and I was infuriated. Of course, so, you were listening to NPR. First of all, first yeah, I mean, yeah, first of all, the guy tried to speak some Klingon, and I was like, your pronunciation is 
garbage. I, please, please, please call NPR and <laughs> yes. tell them. Please. I actually think about it. I think I should. Yes, if you these should. Guys would care, these guys suck, though. Please educate. They suck so bad. You, they'll probably bring you on air. KNPR oh, to man. correct people on Klingon. Do it. Wasn't, it. it wasn't KNPR. It was the national NPR. It was oh, call them anyway. I might. Uh, they're going to get some angry letters because it was terrible. Uh, his pronunciation was <laughs> garbage. He was supposed to be saying, Nuchnech. And then he was, forget it. I don't even want to get into it. Oh, I'm uh, so close to taking your lunch money right now. It was so bad. I just want to take your lunch money so bad. Terrible Klingon pronunciation aside, they were also just talking out of their butts. And the, the one guy what, was like, on the radio? Yeah. And the one guy was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I was a Star Trek fan. I grew up with Next Generation. I can't imagine Star Trek without Picard or, you know, Star Trek without Data is just not Star Trek for me. And I'm like, you're an been like nine I'm, like, I'm like, there's, there's so much other stuff that's happened since then. You just you remember watching two episodes when you were a kid. Yeah. You're an asshole. Uh, I heard that it actually was a boot reboot. In other words, they're going to do Star Trek using boots. It'd be fine. Yes. Actual boots. Talking it'd be, boots. It'd be better than Enterprise. <laughs> be better than Enterprise if it was just a, if Star Trek was starring nothing but shoes. Great. Better than Enterprise already. Animated shoes like An- talking. Yeah. Talking, talking shoes, shoes. Or just like, shoes sitting there. It'd be like Mister 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 Pump. Uh, I need you to go and get to Mr. get to deck four and change out some shoe stuff. I can't. There's cosmic snakes approaching our ship, and I've just opened the Bombay door. What have you done, fool? Close the close the Bombay door. <laughs> it's too late. The snakes curled the coils up in our in our Bombay doors. It's okay. I'm space Trump. I've got a hose. <laughs> All right. I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. I want to thank uh, all the listeners and those of you especially uh, uh, giving us money on our Patreon page. We really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash HeyScoops. Go ahead and get that two t-shirt package. There's a 20 t-shirt limit to get yeah. your very authentic, uh, your own very own scoop head t-shirt. That's a four color t-shirt and a black t-shirt that you're going to get. It's uh, it's expensive, but I think those are going to go pretty fast. It's, it's also expensive to make and, uh, and yeah. it's also asking for a lot of Ace's time. It's, so, I mean, we're it's paying not, Ace for his time. It's not expensive for an original piece of artwork that you get to wear Yeah, that is of you as a scoop. Yeah. But, yeah, those are going to go fast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, check that out. Uh, I also want to thank you all for subscribing and turning people on our podcast. Please continue to do so. Go, if you haven't done it in a while, maybe uh, think about going to iTunes and giving us some stars and some reviews on there. Right yeah, now we we'd have, love that. Uh, 160-something five-star reviews. And we are actually pulling quotes from the iTunes reviews to put on our homepage. We're going to get some more up yeah. there soon? Yeah, we're going to get some more up there. There's about 20 quotes ro- rotating right now. We're going to get more up uh, now that we have the uh, now we have a revamped admin page from Cameron. Listening um, to this podcast in my cozy nest brings me joy. Oh, right. Is that on our homepage right now? Yep. Great. Perfect. Um, all right. And I want to thank uh, Ryer, Michael, and uh, Ace Munns. And I also... Oh, my gosh. Paul. I should not have thanked the, the Visual Mafia yet because we have some other thank yous to get in. That's true. Yeah. Did you know uh, uh, Paul Adam Morales mm. is a uh, is has uh, cobra-like snake venom? No. Yeah. Wow. So I thank him. Thank you, Adam. Allegedly. 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 Uh, it turns out that uh, Carolyn Albert is an expert skydiver sans parachute. Whoa! Yeah, huh. she does not need a parachute. She just jumps and goes for it. That's alleged. That's alleged. That's alleged. I don't know. Um, did you know? Oh, uh, Amy Drebelbus. I like it. Uh, 
built a baseball field in her backyard, and time traveling baseball players came and played baseball there. I heard oh, about that. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. That's allegedly. Though, right? That's yeah. allegedly. Yeah. Charles Shearer. Yeah. Made his own sweaters. He's a shearer. <laughs> allegedly. Could you could you see through them? Yeah, they were very sheer. No. Uh, did you know Anne McFeeters? I I've heard that name before. Has uh, all Irish toes. All Irish toes. I agree. Mc, McFeeters. Ah, da, 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 McFeeters. Da, da, da. Allegedly. She doesn't sound anything like that. Chris, <laughs> it turns out, Chris is two-thirds onion ring. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Allegedly. Did you know uh, Autumn Kowalishan? Mm-hmm. Kowalishan? Autumn Kowalishan got shot playing a Wild West villain in a Tombstone Western reenactment shoot in, in Tombstone, California. I don't believe it. By California, you mean Arizona. Amazing. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, guys, did you know that the Scoopacabra was once trapped inside of a living comic book? Whoa. That's allegedly. 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 <laughs> Uh, did you know that Barry Row is a collection of fish eggs? <laughs> <laughs> That's a legend. That's a legend. That's, That's a legend. legend. Uh, Chris Ellis, uh, his the back of his head is a staircase. <laughs> huh. where? Allegedly. Wherever you want to go. It's yeah. magic. It takes wow. you wherever you want to go. So just walk up his head. Ben Capal's ancestors invented the Capalaput, which was not as popular as the catapult. Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, Chris Sheffield actually grows Gordon Ramsay's Ooh. in his Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bumper crop of Gordon Ramsay's this year. Uh, Allegedly. You, yeah. Yes. Benjamin. Benjamin. Uh, just Benjamin. Constant foot cramping. Oh. Can't do anything about it. Oh, it's terrible. The electrolytes don't work on him. He is, he is salt immune. Oh, that's alleged. That's allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, Christine Phillips, yeah, uh, would like you all to hold on for one more day. <laughs> allegedly, uh, Billy Bob, yes, has a uh, Nazi monkey for a pet. Shut up. He does not agree with his pet's political views. Okay, but decides to still love his monkey anyway. That's kind that's of allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, Christopher Mooney uh, was sent to jewel. For making counterfeit booze. Whoa. He made fake moon. <laughs> <laughs> Had to go to Jewel for the counterfeit booze for Mooney. <laughs> he made fake Mooney. Listen to you, how you have to talk to make that joke work. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> did it work? Did it actually work? I think so. Okay. Blake Scoopiter Ascending Martin. Yes. Has eight moons that rotate around his body. Allegedly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Christy Salinas is a water park. Oh. If you go to her, wow. you will get wet. <laughs> Just heads up. Bobby, you know about Bobby? Allegedly, he's replacing the fifth member of One Direction. <gasps> yep. Allegedly. Allegedly. Clinton Barnes. Yes. Was made a nobleman and opened a bookstore. Wow. Brandon, Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Brandon A. Ah, Jacob is hitting me for that one. Oh. I've been struck for my Barnes and Nobleman. <laughs> Brandon A. allegedly is Canadian. <laughs> hey. Brandon A. <laughs> uh, Crocoduck Scoop is wise enough to keep his garage door shut. 
<laughs> Good job. Brian Lehman, like Jeb Bush, can fix it. Oh, boy. Allegedly. I heard that the other day. He can fix it. Yeah, Jeb can fix it. Yeah. Well, his brother fixed it twice. The election. Hey, uh, Daniel Grabois. Yeah. Uh, he will grab whatever you want. <laughs> okay. If you put it in front of him, Daniel's going to grab onto it. Yeah. Uh, Brian White uh, allegedly he is 120 years old, but keeps his mind sharp by doing puzzles. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Danny Nichols won't drop a dime on you. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Brian T. Wolf. Vampire. Ooh. Not a wolf. Uh, Danny Olwine. Uh, just won for best Olwine. What? He's a, he's a, he makes wine. He keeps it a long time. That joke just made my dad pass out. Yeah, that was a bad, that was a rough one. Yeah. Uh, his, his cousin, Danny Newwine. Yeah. Has got shit on his Olwine. <laughs> everybody, everybody prefers the Olwine. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brian Valdivizio. You say so. I like it. Brian Valdivizio allegedly is the next big hurricane. He's going Ooh. to the next big hurricane. Hurricane Valdivizio. Yeah. It's in the mix. It's in the mix. It's going to Divizio the, the land from the sea. All right. If you want your own alleged facts, support us on patreon.com slash Hayscoops. Uh, thank you all for supporting us. We appreciate it. I want to thank Michael Ryer and, of course, Ace Munns uh, for doing uh, the visuals. I want to thank mm-hmm. Summon, Nick, and Tony Longworth for doing our music. Uh, I want to thank Jessica on our at Hey Scoops Twitter account. I want to thank the team of people doing our uh, what's it called Tumblr account. Thank you. Same That's thing. As hey Scoops. Uh, also on our Reddit page, Jeff. And oh, if you have any Patreon concerns, I forgot to mention this in the last episode too. Any Patreon concerns at all? Email Annie at Matting Matt and Mattingly dot com. That's Annie A N N I E at Matt and Mattingly dot com. She is taking up uh, all of our Patreon rewards and she's uh keeping it all organized for us and we really appreciate thank that. you so much for doing thank that. you yes, annie it's you... a huge huge help annie we yeah. really really appreciate it could do without you um and in fact she's gonna take your emails if you want to complain about something so <laughs> go ahead and uh check that out but as be well. nice be nice be nice she's she's doing it for nothing and uh she's murray's mom she's murray murray murray's a great name for a baby's mom oh yeah all right uh, uh i want to thank adam rebesnik ali scooper andrew spencer anna corbold and Ann string Ant Foods, Ben Boiter, Bill Alder, Brad Kefauver, Brad Martin, Brandon Helm, Brandon Lee, Bruce Williams, Cameron Kiddo. Change the page. Chris the page, but a weird name. Chris Baker, uh, Daryl T, Darren Stortz, Daryl Brown, Daryl Westley, Dave Gelhoff, and Dave Slow Churned Scoop Confort. Thank you guys. Okay. Change Thank the you page. His so parents was a big uh, Metallica yeah. fan. <laughs> Change the page. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all, Ice Cream Socialists, Socialites, and Scoops. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you soon. shuffle of all the day's news is that I'm going to be a big brother again. My dad's going to have his new favorite child. <laughs>
<laughs> that way you have one for each day of the week. Well, Good point. Was, you know, on the seventh day I rested. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe didn't, didn't rest keep... too much. No rest. No rest for this guy. <laughs> Maybe the new kid will learn how to keep the garage door closed. <laughs> Fingers crossed.